I've just realised that I spent so long trying to write the jingle that I didn't write the gin salts. Oh, brilliant. You're going to have to go off the cuff. No, 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 it's fine. Uh, not like I've done that every episode. Gin salt, because we can have longer conversations about glue than we can about our relationships. <laughs> mm. Gin salt, because burlesque life is weird and we need you to know that. Gin salt, because we need a reason to get up in the morning. <laughs> Oh, nice. Gin salt, because we have a pathological need to constantly express our opinions. <laughs> Maybe that's just me. <laughs> Gin salt, because I spend the hour leading up to this just staring at the ceiling going, I should really write something. <laughs> Gin salt, because fucking hell does the world need more sparkle right now. Aww. That's really nice. Thought it was appropriate. It is really appropriate. Aw, I like that. Hello everybody and welcome to Ginsult, the podcast where we discuss burlesque, backstage bants and general bollocks with me, Tempest Rose, performer, producer and head of the House of Burlesque. And myself, Lolo Brow, international drag idiot and one of the co-founders of The Lad Show. So hey guys, welcome to our second episode. We hope that you enjoyed the first one and thank you so much for all of your awesome feedback. We had a lot of fun making it, so I'm glad that that was not just fun for us. Was it good for you? Was it good for you too? <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Did you, did you listen? <laughs> did you come join us? <laughs> uh, we were so excited by the jingle that Rosie very kindly made for us that we thought we'd challenge ourselves to write our own. Oh yeah, we're going to find out that there is one singer in this wonderful duo, and it is not me. I wanted to write one specifically that was dedicated to Tempest, but my ego got in the way, so I couldn't. I'm sad. It's Ginsult, not Ginsult, although both are true. We talk about tits and stuff, sometimes about poo. All for lols, backstage chat. It's Tempest Rose, Lolo Brow, your favourite twats. <laughs> Do you know what's going to make you really laugh? Well, firstly, I loved it. <laughs> I sent the link to our first episode to my parents and I thought they'd find the part in creative process interesting. But I was like, oh, there is that bit in the beginning where Lolo talks about poo. They're not going to like that. And so now I'm also amused that in the first few minutes of our second episode, you sang the word poo on a really long note. Once again, they're <laughs> going to get to that part and be like, I don't know what she's doing with her time. <laughs> <laughs> Is it based on a tune? Tell us about your creative process. Well, my creative process of this one was that I started writing it when I was drunk on my own a few nights ago. And it was great, but all I got was literally just the first line, Ginsel, not Ginslut, just over and over and over again. And then about 20 minutes before we were recording, I was like, I should really write at least four more lines. <laughs> I love it. So obviously, Pooh came into it. Yeah, I, I, that was about it. I, I, feel, I feel that was that. What about you? I wrote three. They're all based on songs that we know. They're piss takes of pop songs because I couldn't make up a tune from scratch. So the first one is based on Hey Mickey, which is a song that I hate. Uh, so I don't know why I led with it. It's one of the eternal annoying songs that I can't bear. So <clears throat> we've no work, but we've got time. Grab some tonic, grab some lime. It's ginsel. Uh, 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 it's ginsel. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I was silently laughing, but then I realised silent laughter does not work on podcasts. <laughs> oh, I like that you don't understand why you went for a song that irritated you, but yet your work with me for the last seven years would only indicate that you have a pleasure in your own self-annoyance. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel this will come up in the mother issue so episode right there. Oh, I'm so interested. I can't wait for that episode. All right, what's the other ones? Okay, so the next one is based on Candyman by Christina Aguilera. Gosh, you do hate yourself. <laughs> well, I do like that song, but we use it a lot in teaching. It's on mm -hmm. the beginner's course because it's cute and pin-up-y. Um, but yeah, it's got a very annoying refrain. It's also super wordy, so I'm probably going to fuck it up, but let's see. 
Tempest and Lolo argue all the time. They finish the tequila and drunk all the wine. They miss burlesque and getting on the stage. They're bored, unemployed, and they've got a lot to say. See, the shows have stopped, but the noise is not. It's the filth talk and glitter coated gin salt time. Filth talk and glitter coated gin salt time. <laughs> hey. That is actually amazing. That's not funny, but it's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. I wrote mine as a piss take. You actually wrote us a genuine jingle. <laughs> well, what you'll notice when we get to the third one is essentially all of the lyrics are the same across all three. I just put them to different tunes, which occurs to me <laughs> after I'd written them. Oh, but that's burlesque, isn't it? It's the same act, but a slightly different costume and a different song. <laughs> For some people, sure. Bring forth the panel skirt. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so just one more. This is my favourite one. Honey, there's a lockdown, curtains down, nothing in the street. It's the end of our work for days. We've got lots still to say, but there's no stage. We're not gonna let that get in our way. Heels down, feet up, gin salt, gin salt. Heels down, feet up, gin salt. Ooh. <laughs> Hey, bitches! You want jingle I time? Want jingle like, there's time. not even a competition. I'm not even going to try and do anything. I put the word poo and twat in just because I was like, these two words will bring her joy and discomfort. But you went away did. and you wrote us actual art. I feel like this is the second time you've shown me up in this podcast. <laughs> and I'm not enjoying it. What was the first time? When you have the energy to fight people on Facebook. Oh, that might have no context if we don't include a whole earlier conversation. (laughs) Well, I think what is Ginsult if a lack of context? Because we've just said panel skirt and I can guarantee that anyone who isn't involved in burlesque but likes the idea of two showgirls chatting shit who's listening is going to be like, what the fuck is a panel skirt? And in my head, if they don't know what a panel skirt is, it's like it would be like a terrible white man panel comedy show on a dress (laughs) dear listener if you don't know what a panel skirt is then don't worry because costuming pet peeves is definitely on our list of things to talk about nola brown would you like to introduce this topic today uh yeah so today um after talking to you lovely listeners on instagram live we came to a vote we were either going to discuss costuming the good the bad and the stinky or tit no Tape versus glue, uh, the hour. Uh, You guys chose glue versus tape. And those of you who are not familiar with the industry of burlesque, around about 80% of what we need to know about is suitcases slash glue. These are very important topics because they're tools of our trade. The reason I brought up glue versus tape is because the amount of times that I have had conversations with people uh, around nipple tassels in particular. What seems obvious to Tempest and myself over the last God knows how many years we've been doing this is that people don't know how tassels are stuck onto our bodies. And then not just that, how glue is one of the fundamental things that holds us together on so many different aspects, from wigs to holding thongs in position, to holding tassels in position, to eyelashes on your eye, to rhinestones on your face. Glue is a huge aspect of what we do. So we decided to uh, enlighten you about what that is. A friend of mine recently messaged me being like, I don't understand why the tassels just won't stick on my breasts. They bought themselves tassels from Anne Summers. And I was like, what are you doing? Have you taken the backing tape off? Mm. And they're like, what do you mean backing tape? And I was like, there's backing tape on it. And she's like, oh, I just assumed that tassels just went on with no glue or anything. Oh, babe. Oh. Oh, babe. Yeah. It's, 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 it's a myth and it's a journey. And it is one of the reasons that over lockdown, I don't know if you've discovered this, but I have hairy nipples. I have been unconsciously waxing my nipples with <laughs> tape and glue for 10 years. And for the first time in that time, two months without a tassel, mm. I've got hair growing around my nipples and not just like fluffy hair, like thick black hair. And I'm not going to lie. I like it. But I'm also concerned about what else I've been ripping off. (laughs) I don't have hairy nipples, but I have learned this is a thing due to this exact conversation or similar conversations years ago when somebody said to me, oh, but what about the nipple hairs? And I was like, what now? 
<laughs> the what hairs? What? Uh, so yeah, that's a, a thing about the female body that I didn't know, which goes to show that we're not really taught a lot about the female body. So you just assume that your body is either the standard or you're a freak if you don't look like things you see on porn and mm. similar things. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Before we go over anything, you don't have hairs on your nipples. No, not like thick hairs, just little soft hairs oh, okay. that you get on other parts of the body. Like fuzz. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, cool. Well, while we dive into this conversation, I think it is, we'll start with the obvious one of tassels. Tempest, what do you use to stick on your tassels onto your tits? I predominantly use double-sided tape. And when I teach this, so week four of Beginner's Bell, as we talk about nipple tassels, I think regular people find that quite bizarre they're like special tape i'm like no no just go to your corner shop or your stationer and buy double-sided sellotape Mm. it's going to be so much better and so much less expensive than cosmetic tape body tape stuff that you would think that you would stick dresses on which you might as well just look at it to try and keep it in place it's completely pointless and really overpriced i just use double-sided sellotape and then for reasons which i presume we'll go into i also sometimes use mastics which i think i probably learned from you which for those of you who don't know is what you use to glue wigs and hair pieces into place uh yeah if i'm correct yeah yeah. Yeah. it's um it's a special effects uh alcohol based spirit a spirit based gum which when the alcohol evaporates from it and impact is applied to it, it becomes a sticky adhesive and then becomes quite dry. The only problem with it is it's not necessarily that flexible, which means it's quite good for tits because they just need to stay in one position. I also use mastics for my eyebrows to glue them down when I'm doing drag. But I'm interested, I especially the thing you touched on with tape, one of the real downsides of tape and something that happens in the world of feminine beauty and stuff like when people are like you need to hold your dress in position here's a hundred quid tape and it's like oh my god that is the most extortionate expensive thing in the world and it's so weak and horrendous it drives me up the wall and when they sell it i don't know if you've seen it when they sell it in like pre-cut strips like ready to go <laughs> you're like what is the fucking point of that what is the point of that yeah and you get like four strips i mean i guess that's one of those things a subtle hint that parts of our world despise women is the fashion for really flimsy dresses which won't hold anything and really really overpriced tape that won't hold anything either when you could make dresses that hold bodies properly or you could just say pop down to your local stationer, buy some double-sided tape and that will hold that dress in place beautifully. Yeah, oh, I love the way that we can deconstruct the society's hatred of women bodies and the overall oppression of female bodies in the space via the discussion of tit tape. That makes me really, really happy. Um, I use, whenever I use, um, I use uh, double-sided tape for some things and it is from a hardware store and it is verging on carpet tape. Ooh, I need to know more about this because I know a lot of performers and loads of you in the HAB fam that use carpet tape. What is this thing and how do you know you're not just going to rip off your entire skin? Well, you don't know that it, it, it's, it's not as strong as it would suggest in the fact that carpet tape doesn't necessarily need to be... It's strong as hell, but it doesn't need to be that massively strong because you're not going to go plying up the carpet. You're only putting pressure downwards on it. Okay. So it stops it from shifting and moving around. It's not necessarily holding it in position. And if they're only using tape to hold carpet in position, uh, then they're a terrible, terrible handy person. I just assumed carpet tape was what taped carpets to floors. And the prospect of putting that on my boobs, I was surprised by. Weirdly, people don't use it so much on their boobs. They use it more for merkins. Lips. (laughs) Sure, they're less sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) Those of you not familiar and just listening in because you came across the idea that there'd be two burlesque idiots unemployed sitting on their sofas talking about tits. Merkins are the nipple covers of the pubic region. So like they're a stick on cover. Originally, they were pubic wigs, which were like hair to make your bush look thicker and bigger and multicolored. But now merkins are like rhinestoned and glittery and more more nipple cover-esque yeah in burlesque they tend to be decorative yeah definitely and they tend to match your tassels so what is the weirdest thing that you've ever stuck nipple tassels or pasties on with (laughs) 
Oh, oh, I'm so glad we're getting into this. Okay, chewing gum. What? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us more. That needs context. So, dear listeners, we turn up to gigs with a million things that we need to remember. And sometimes you will just forget mm-hmm. the thing that you need most, which is tassel glue. And the problem is, is you turn up to a gig and you're the only performer there. And you just have to look through your bag and find the closest thing to stickiness that you have. I've used honey. Wow. Okay. I had a sachet of honey from like one of those prep mm. porridge things. So I read somewhere that the Egyptians used honey and egg to form an adhesive when it dried. However, it was water soluble. So when it got wet again, it would come off. I say red. This is from Sherlock Holmes, <laughs> the first film that Robert Downey Jr. is in. I don't remember that bit. I've seen that loads of times. You know the grave that smashes open? Yeah. Oh. And he licks the grave. Wow. Yeah. That shows me enough time has passed that I can stomach watching that again. My husband is obsessed with it. So I thought, so when I did the honey one, I was like, I don't have any egg, but the honey surely is the sticky bit. It didn't work. When I took the costume off, they just slid down my body. They didn't fall off. They gooped down. Lovely. But chewing gum was the most successful weird one. Really? Because you know when you masticate chewing gum so much in the first early stages that it becomes this awful matted mess of just like, ugh. Mm. So I just got two big wads and made sure my boobs were completely dry and then used it. And it stuck on enough, but as soon as I walked off, it fell. That is impressive. Yeah, it ruined the tassels because even though they came off my skin pretty easily, the backing of the tassels is ruined. But, you know, the show must go on. I've tried to stick on tassels with spit. It didn't work. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) bless. That's early in your career, I assume. Were you thinking of a suction cap type situation? Yeah, I was kind of like thinking if you lick the edges and then put it on... It will hold. Or if I got something really phlegmy, oh, God. then maybe it would. But <laughs> great. Phlegm <laughs> and poo. Because it's not burlesque unless you are talking about how your body fluids affect your costuming and your work. Oh my God, can we do body fluids the episode? No. Oh, you're no fun anymore. <laughs> okay, what about you? What was the, uh, what, tell me the um, weirdest things you stuck on with. I mean, you've definitely won hands down, I'd say. Uh, Nothing like that. The weirdest thing I used for a little bit, uh, which is completely not good for you, and I don't know why I got led down this path, was Yoohoo. But not the non-toxic, non-solvent kind, just just Yoohoo. I got into it by sticking embellishments onto my skin and didn't, I guess, know anybody who would have told me about spirit gum and somebody was like, oh, I just stick it on with Yoohoo. I was like, oh, I suppose I could just stick my tassels on with Yoohoo. It does work, but it's toxic as fuck. (laughs) That was a period where I used to use Yoohoo for everything. It's amazingly versatile. So yeah, not as exciting or uh, amusing, but uh, definitely not good for you, (laughs) but it does work. Mastix isn't great for you. It is definitely toxic. It is an alcohol. Oh, really? It's getting into your skin some way. It's it's a special effects glue in terms of it's it's less invasive than using a glue that's not made for skin, but it's definitely not great for you, especially the fumes. Oh. I only use tape really when I'm doing fire because Mastix is technically flammable. And obviously, because I set my tits on fire with the tassels, anything that's not flammable near there is a super win. Um... So I tend to only use tape around there. But the problem is, is that I can't take the tape off. I don't know how, to, I can't get tape off my tassels. How do you do it? Oh, pull it off. There's no technique to it. It just assumes that was a weird burlesque skill. And again, I always find it a little bit amusing when I teach tassels, especially in the studio and people put double-sided tape on for the first time. Like they literally just cannot get it off. And of course they've not had to do it before. Like it's completely understandable. So I end up with a queue of the students and I'm like, off, 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 off. I just assumed that was one of the weird techniques that burlesque performers learn is to whip off double-sided tape incredibly quickly. Mm, it's not because I don't use double-sided tape that much. I use Mastix because it is sweat resistant. Yeah, I mean, you've got to use that. I moved over to Mastix in the summer of 2014, which was that insanely hot summer. We were at Underbelly and after, what, six shows in a row of just doing the outro to the entire show, 
tasselless. Um, <laughs> there had to be a better way. I finally caved. I don't know why I was so resistant to it, but I was. I think it was because I was suggesting it. Maybe, yeah. I don't know many horror stories. I don't know if you do. Somebody once uh, was like, oh, surely they just stick on with eyelash glue. And that's not a horror story. But I was like, no, hold a tassel in your hand and feel how heavy it is. Uh, Eyelash glue is not going to cut it. There was an example of something that we take for granted. Obviously, you don't necessarily take it for granted because you do spend a lot of time with new students teaching tassels. I don't teach tassels that much and talking about glue and you realise that there was a time when we knew nothing about how to stick things to our bodies Mm. for a certain period of time and the millions of glues that are out there. Um, There was a burlesque uh, group that I am no longer a part of on Facebook, but I believe you are. And there was someone who wanted to stick on their tassels with super glue. Ooh, babe. And then someone ripped them a new one and it was like, whoa, 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 whoa. No one knows these things. People don't. You shouldn't expect people to know these things. That would be ridiculous. Um, but yeah, do not, under any circumstances, use super glue on your nipples if you want to keep your nipples. Oh my God, yeah. And I just have a horrible feeling that someone out there has tried a glue gun as well. <gasps> I mean, glue guns are one of those things that we tend to all have and use for a variety of different reasons. Dear God, on your skin is not one of them. Oh God, no. By accident, it happens all the time. I get glue gun on my fingers, but oh my God, so that painful. sounds excruciating. Oh, hang on. I've used hairspray. Has it worked? Uh, yeah I think it did this was many many moons ago but like loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of hairspray to the point where it's like liquid on your skin Mm. and then um just like wait for it to dry a little bit and then stick it on because you use it for wigs so yeah in my memory it did work god I've forgotten my glue and tape a lot that's one thing we're learning from this is (laughs) every day's a school day when you're as forgetful as this bitch Actually, we should also just clarify what a pasty is. So nipple tassels, I'm sure if you don't know anything about burlesque, you can imagine what a pair of nipple tassels are. A nipple tassel with no tassel is called a pasty. The hilarious thing about this is that it's spelt the same as pasty. And uh, that is, I guess, um, I mean, I've been backstage when people have said pasties and it's that awkward moment of I've got to correct this person because it's not fair to have somebody being laughed at behind closed doors for making an error of pronunciation but at the same time having to be like babe um it's actually pronounced pasty does make you look like a wanker so it's a lose-lose situation (laughs) yeah but i'm glad that you do do it because it's important because otherwise that person's just going to wander through their entire career sounding like a noob Um, I guess we should give some context of the nitty gritty of tassels because again if you don't wear them I think there'll be a lot of things that people don't realize and the first one I'm going to bring up is we tend to wear different tassels for different acts and we will do at least two acts in a show and sometimes during busy periods we'll do two three four plus plus shows or gigs in a day, especially in busy periods such as Christmas, back in the day. Halloween. Yeah. So taking them on and off is painful. And I always remember one Christmas when I, before I started House of Burlesque, so the bulk of my work was solo work. So I did have to rack up lots of shows in a night when I had the privilege of being booked that many times because that's how you make money. I had to, at the end of the night, get into the shower to let the water soak off my tassels because it was so painful taking them off, having ripped them on and off, on and off, on and off through like three gigs for that night. Oh, Oh, no. Doing a multi-show Saturday, the day before your period, is one of the most excruciating things in the world. Your breasts are so tender and you, and also we don't have time to gently take them off. Usually between shows, we have to have such a quick turnaround. So it's literally like whack on, whack off, whack on, whack off. And you just only pray that you've glued the glue in the perfect amount of time. That means that it's sticky enough to stick, but not so wet that it's going to completely mesh with your body so that when you take it off, you don't take half your skin with it. Oh my God. Some Saturdays, you're just crying in front of the mirror or your eyes. I don't know if you've had this where your eyes just well up. 
Mm. And also it's so frustrating because sometimes you're doing the same acts over and over and over and over again. But because of the way you've been booked, they're in a different order. So you're gluing the same tassels on and off. <laughs> oh, 100%. And you're just like, I hate these bookers. I hate them all. Every so often <laughs> it crops up this idea of like interchangeable nipple tassel covers and they never really get off the ground for a whole load of reasons. I bet a million pounds somebody is going to be like, have you girls ever considered making interchangeable nipple tassel covers? Yes. Yes, we have. Yes, we have. Thank you very much. If you can make them work, please let us know because we'd love to hear about it. Oh yeah, we're totally down for it. Yeah, like I say, that's often the hilarious thing. It's the same two or three sets of tassels they're all just going on and off in different orders oh and also there is like the other thing that we don't talk about which is i carry around cling film everywhere i go oh i love this everywhere i go because i use mastics on my nipples and you don't want to wear your nipple tassels home or if you're running between gigs and you've got to take your tassels off there's a really horrible thing that mastics is a really nasty glue in the sense that it will ruin any cloth or any fabric it touches it'll just ruin it Mm -hmm. so all of us have ruined the inside of bras tops by putting a top on too soon when our boobs are still a little bit sticky with glue and it gets all crusty so whenever i take my tassels off i put cling film onto the glue and leave it there and then when i'm home i peel the cling film off and it takes the glue off in one piece however the amount of times that i've gotten drunk (laughs) and not taken it off and taking someone home or gone round to a booty call's house or anything and then be like oh hey babe and then I'd sexually take off my top and there's just this like scrunched cling film over like yellow <laughs> crusty glue that's like these angry red nipples and boobs that have been like pulled and scraped all night just like staring at them like hi wanna play it's great hook up with a burlesque performer it'll be so hot <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god oh, has anyone ever said that yes i bet yeah of course yes the the crust from the glue is not something i enjoy about the move over to mastics i have ruined so many beautiful real life bras by just forgetting putting them in or thinking i'd got all the glue off and then getting home and there's this crusty gross residue that just will never scrape off will never wash off properly it ruins everything and then another glorious uh, reality i think is uh, of this situation is if you've used a glue uh, you've taken it off but there's going to be some bits of it left and it just sort of picks up fluff off clothing and then you'll just wake up the next day and your nipples will be encrusted in black fluff just ick and that's yeah again if you're with somebody at that time that's not going to be a turn on oh there's two things if you're ever with a burlesque person as your partner like sexually you're never going to be able to fully put your mouth over their boob because it's going to taste toxic as hell (laughs) my partner's always like yeah and then it's like they go for that moment and you're like ah and it's too late and they're like why does that taste like a chemical plant (laughs) (laughs) and you're like i was gonna warn you but i'm too drunk but i don't know about you but i really enjoy picking the crust off no i hate it what yeah no it's not do you like picking scabs no what (laughs) yeah no no what I'm sorry, I'm just not that girl. I'm learning so much about you. (laughs) I worry when it's our apocalypse and we have to live together in a cave, I think you're going to gross me out. No offence. But we would have already decapitated like a million zombies by then. I'm sure you'll be fine with me picking my like heel scab. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Once we've eaten our 50th corpse, uh, I'm sure it won't be an issue. (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait for our apocalypse episode. It's going to be great because people don't realize that there's so many burlesque skills that are completely interchangeable with surviving a zombie apocalypse it's incredible so one of the questions that comes up all the time that i think people think is like the worst thing that can ever happen is what has a pasty or a tassel ever fallen off Uh, which it does of course all the time and i always find it funny i think for people outside of burlesque they genuinely feel this is the worst thing ever which isn't true Oh, it's so stemmed in shame around the female body. Yeah. It's awful. Just to also clarify that tassels are a part of burlesque in many senses. And one of the reasons is not only are they decorative and great for bringing together the costume still at the very end of your routine, it is also a legal requirement because nipples are still 
illegal in a lot of venues. In order to display a nipple is to branch into full nudity, even though our male counterparts are on stage with their nipples out. I have loads of stories about nipple tassels falling off, but before we get into that, Mm. because I think that'll be a funny way to do something in a minute, I can honestly say that I wear nipple tassels out of obligation to the companies and the venues that I work for. I do not like wearing them. Oh, really? I think we're going to disagree on this a little bit in that if some venues, yeah, uh, like you have to, but our licensing laws when it comes to burlesque aren't in position or aren't argued over whether there's a tassel in place or not. It's based over the intention of the performance. Um, So for me... If we could not wear tassels, I would, because I think they're a kind of charming throwback to the original burlesque era, rather than something that I feel that I've been told I must wear. Mm, Okay. When you say it's a throwback to the original burlesque era, can you illuminate why it's a throwback to the burlesque era? Um, It's a throwback because when I say licensing, I'm talking about British. In the States, I think state by state, they have descriptions of how much should be covered. And so that's where nipple tassels come from. And it's also, if any of our listeners have seen where, what are they called? Undercup bras? So in some places, even now, let alone in the original burlesque era, you had to wear a tassel, but also a bra that covered the underside of the boob, because that was the part that was considered illegal. If the underside of your boob was exposed, then you were considered to be topless, and then you passed into a different realm of what was allowed and what needed particular licensing. So yes, the reason why they are in place is absolutely to do with licensing. And I 100% agree with you that this is only applied to women. Men's nipples suffer no censorship. And that is, of course, absolute bollocks. I I agree with what you're saying and that interaction with burlesque as a past and also that our licensing is very much in the creative intent but I'm not to, uh, when I'm talking about uh, obligation to venues and things like that I'm to- not necessarily talking about licensing in a law form I'm talking about the policing of bodies via venues and what they consider okay and things like that but I think venues are influenced by the councils Yeah, massively. So I'm not sure that burden rests with them necessarily. I think a lot of venues, and we could be talking about different kinds of venues, to be fair. In my head, when we're having this discussion, I'm thinking of places like Sway, which is essentially a nightclub. It's not a performance space like a theatre would be or when we used to do Underbelly on South Bank. So I appreciate that they are very much walking a line as any late night venue does with the council about what it is that they're doing. So it's not necessarily the venue's call. Yeah, it's interesting. So then here's a question with somewhere, let's take Underbelly as an example, because I would imagine lots of our listeners would have seen us perform there and it's quite a well-known venue. You can do full nudity there. So if you were to put on a burlesque show there, would you be like, fuck tassels, fuck pasties, you guys can do what you like? Oh God, yeah, a million times over. All of lad shows, you go as much as you want. Oh, okay. It's, It's very much independent to the artists. I don't have any requirements the only time that i do is when i'm booking anyone for a corporate show and one of the requirements is covering but that's justified usually with a huge fee a huge <laughs> lol moderate <laughs> come now it's not 2002 anymore <laughs> let's not get carried away let's <laughs> remind us all that i am very unemployed at the moment <laughs> but any shows that are mine and that i run Artists are completely independent of that decision themselves. But you presumably have checked with your venue beforehand? I only tend to work in venues that it's queer performance art leaning anyway, so yeah. Okay, because, I mean, that's very cool. I say, I assume you already know that, that, that you're able to give that freedom to your artists. I have seen instances, which totally isn't what you're saying, of performers who don't realize that that can get producers and venues in a lot of trouble so they don't check or warn or ask whether they can do either full nudity or some kind of genital nudity or they've decided to not wear pasties or nipple tassels and that is in my mind deeply unprofessional Mm, and it's something that i'm definitely guilty of oh really but that'd be back in the day presumably um or have i just been spared this nightmare (laughs) No, and I wouldn't necessarily... It's more of a case of I've been booked for a show that is fully nude and they haven't checked with the venue. 
well, I now make an effort of do checking with venues as well or telling them that I've been booked for a full nude act. Ah, but that's different, surely. You've been booked for something that has nudity in it and you haven't decided in the moment to do that. Ergo, the person putting on the show has the responsibility to check that that's okay. I appreciate that. I have made decisions on stage to get naked without checking. But I've only really done it in venues that I know very well, like the Resistance Gallery Mm. or anything like that. I try and avoid doing it, but I have definitely done it. I can say that I've definitely done it at Gilded Merkin without checking, and that was a dick move. And sometimes I have a whole philosophy about acting on impulse and going with what the works on stage, and it felt like the right thing to do because it was a real fuck you to something that had happened. And it was well received, thank God. And I won't do that again, but I could say that was probably about two years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I'm toing and froing about it because there is an element of... I think there should be more discussion around it because it's so willingly accepted that this is how things work and there's so much of my work that I don't want to put tassels on. Like, I never want to put tassels on the lizard. I never want to put tassels on how to be a man because it completely interferes with what I'm doing and what I'm saying. Mm -mm. I find wearing them oppressive. The only time that I don't find it oppressive is when I am wearing them for shuffle because they are tassels and they're big and they're comedy and they're fun. But that's when I've ripped them off on stage I've gotten naked a lot doing shuffle yeah it's interesting yeah Yeah. interesting I respect companies and venues and will abide by their like I'd never purposely get a tit out at Sway because your relationship with them is far too important Mm. but I did have a time where I had to put safety tassels underneath Nigella when I covered my potato my tits and mashed potato because sometimes they would just fall off because potato as a general is really unpredictable as a substance um and there was a case where I had to put on safety things underneath the potato and I remember feeling that was very difficult to navigate and really troubled my ethos and I found it quite difficult at the time now I'm looking back at it and I'm like ah, it was just a thing that needed to happen out of like out of respect and Hmm. courtesy and strength within a company but yeah do you ever want to be naked on stage um well the fact that i've had to think about that i'm gonna answer then with no Ah. i completely understand where you're coming from but it's not something i've ever personally felt as a performer i don't know why yeah well we have worked in venues whereby we could do full nudity and if it made sense to an act that was being booked and it was okay in that venue I certainly wouldn't have a problem with it I don't have an issue with nudity on stage per se no I'm not that naked person I'm not that person who's just like oh I hate clothes I just want to be (laughs) naked I always loved clothes and fashion I've always thought of them as a form of expression of self-expression of uh, how I want to present my personality and how I want to present my body so I can totally see why other people wouldn't feel that way but I've never felt that oppression on my naked body personally that's interesting and I think it was always one of the ones that we were gonna have very 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 different points of view on but I appreciate it and I do love tassels and pasties as a form of detail on costume I think it's incredible and can really create a element of consistency which is lovely do you think it's solidarity then when boylesque artists wear tassels or do you not care do you think they shouldn't I think they should in solidarity and whenever I teach bodies that wish to present as male on stage I always ask them to consider why they're not wearing tassels or pasties and what that conversation is in their head even if it's just a discussion Mm -hmm. as a realization that when they're stepping on stage in an industry where women's bodies are still very much policed in this way not only just considering why they don't have to do it but how that affects their interaction with uh, the bodies, the audience, the venues, things like that. Discussion. Mm, Yeah, I think that's a really great discussion to have. Considering my opinions on things, is it weird? Maybe it's weird that I don't find this in burlesque at all, but I am driven to rage about the fact that I can't topless sunbathe. Ah! Different context. Oh, it drives me up the wall. I think, yeah, that's where the double standard really, really rages me i'll use the word rage again but yeah i never felt it in burlesque 
I'm wondering why it's different. Maybe, maybe it's because you're you because you personally don't have a need to be naked on stage. However, you do have a need to be naked in life, to be able to sunbathe naked because it's something you want to do and something that you enjoy. So you feel the direct effectiveness there, where you don't feel it in burlesque. Maybe I think I've just always thought of tassels as a charming throwback, which possibly is naive and ridiculous feeling to have. I, I'll be honest, this is the first time I've analysed this, so my little brain cogs are whirring in real time as we're having this conversation. <laughs> we're going to talk I'm, about tits and glue. Tits and glue. And now we're on to freedom of expression and body censorship. I See, I knew something like this would happen. <laughs> I know. I was so excited about it. I think, yeah, I don't know. Like somewhere, like a commercial venue that isn't built for a performance space, yes. But I equally don't feel that that I'm not allowed or I don't have places to perform acts that I would like to do properly or fully topless or fully nude. Um, I feel like I have access to those spaces and that wearing nipple tassels is, like I say, a kind of charming throwback to the original burlesque era. Perhaps if I was in a situation where I didn't have access to spaces where I could do more neo-burlesque for want of a better reason or burlesque that plays of ideas of nudity more I would feel a little bit more like I was being forced into something I didn't agree with because of a double standard to do with the terror of the female nipple oh my god I have a quick question before we deviate from this topic Mm. because I'm really interested in your opinions on this when you say that it is a charming throwback I find I find it difficult to see that as a reason not as a like you're wrong or anything like that just because it to me i'm like so a throwback to the real policing of female bodies uh you raise a very valid point i'm using uh, quaint uh, wording to express the time where women were definitely much more oppressed uh no uh let me rephrase that um you're 100 percent right to bring that up i mean i guess when you imagine burlesque Nipple tassels is one of the things that people think of. It's one of the tokens of our art form that comes from its historical period. So I I think that's what I'm trying to say, but perhaps not wording it correctly. No, no, I think it's great. And I just wanted to elaborate because I think a lot of our 12 listeners (laughs) understand a bit more about us, our ethoses, and also the history of burlesque. When you say the period of burlesque, do you mind... Uh, giving us a time scale, which one you mean? Uh, yeah. Oh. Um. So, we, in general terms, we talk about kind of the mid eighteen hundreds as being the beginning of the performance era of burlesque. Burlesque was a form of literature before that. And that was a type of bawdy music hall that was being performed in the UK. But that those shows as far as I'm aware, didn't contain striptease, essentially. They were risque. The women were scantily clad because it wasn't considered ladylike to be seen that way. So they were subverting, burlesquing, if you will, expectations of how women should dress. And that is one of the reasons why they were scantily clad. But striptease fused with burlesque, I think, is what really came together in the States in what some people call the golden era of burlesque. And so I suppose when we're talking about the nipple tassel, and please feel free to tweet or message or comment if I've got my history wrong, because I am doing this very much off the cuff. We're talking about the early 1900s, I don't know, 1910 to about 1950. But when you get to the end, the kind of risque, super risque period of burlesque, where burlesque on stage all was veering into, I guess, what we might call sex work, where Satan's Angel tells a story about how she watched a performer walk on stage with no underwear on open her legs and charge a dollar for a lick and when we get to the tail end of burlesque this kind of a lot of that quaintness had disappeared uh, the desire to bring in ever more dwindling audiences meant that burlesque got very extreme so I don't know, 1910 to 1930? I'm saying that as a very general timeline. Please feel free to correct me, dear listeners. Ah, uh, no, that's that's great. I, I feel very educated. I didn't know that story. That's great. Yeah, and she was very much like, you know, how are we going to compete yeah. with that? I think she also tells stories about, you know, having to go on stage after a pornography film had been screened in the 60s, probably in 70s. Uh, and again she's like you know what <laughs> burlesque by comparison is this very quaint performance style yeah and that's not the right wording but you know what i mean i know exactly what you mean yeah it's a really interesting discussion and it's something that we're probably gonna have to touch on at some point because 
there's no way in hell we could do a burlesque showgirl backstage bat chat podcast if we didn't have the age old discussion about burlesque its ties with sex work and um, associations and the arguments and the way that people label themselves within burlesque stripping and sex work and the controversy around it in that sense is a fantastic and interesting topic and meaty as hell fucking hell how are we ever going to do that oh my god yeah but you are right it is a topic that we should go into and i suppose something worth bringing up is that nipple tassels of their period would have been a bit of a fuck you to body censorship so i guess it's funny now we think of them or some performers might think of them as a type of censorship whilst that is also the case historically it was the performer's way of going see i'm not naked i'm not naked you can't see my nipple and that is it that is definitely true it, it, there is a fuck you there is a historical fuck you to censorship and licensing within the nipple tassel and within burlesque itself which is why I am a big believer that you know burlesque when people say oh I don't like my burlesque to be too political burlesque is political whether you think you know with a small p burlesque is controversial they think the act of burlesque is somehow kind of passive but our existence is controversial and always has been no, I'm sorry that makes me so angry fuck you no <laughs> it's like a woman making a decision specifically I'm talking about female bodies in the space making a decision to own a stage in that way and present their body in a way that's associated is a political thing bodies in space of that kind will always be political and I hope that oh that frustrates me so much that got me right in the core don't like it I also like and appreciate something that I haven't really thought about as the tassel being a fuck you and I think you've made me appreciate something that I haven't appreciated before which is its political history and the fact that it was a not only am I literally scraping by the rules i'm also making them decorative and comedy by putting a tassel that i'm flowing around that's a real fuck you and it's so clever and funny and i hadn't considered that and it makes me feel proud to wear tassels for shuffle all of a sudden which is nice oh that's nice look we have conversations we exchange isn't that a thing (laughs) we grow oh it's a thing okay now we can get into funny stories so tell me about your favorite time when your nipple covers fell off good question well i brought up briefly the end of our i think it was straight up at underbelly and I'm going to start with that one, but I'm going to move on to something that perhaps is more obviously comedic or a situation that comes up that is funnier. Um, But yeah, there's nothing for me more ridiculous than having had to do a whole, what, four minute finale. And there's always a point at which you know, uh, these fuckers aren't going to survive this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, when they start talking. Yeah, yeah. In fact, that was going to be my second point. So let's just fuse the whole thing together. Uh, So there's often a point in a routine where you know that you your tassels aren't going to make it. (laughs) And sometimes when I'm standing on stage, I've been like, oh, you dick, you stuck them on too early. There's a little kind of mental dialogue that you have with yourself about your nipple or pasties or tassels. And it was an incredibly hot summer. And I don't know why I'd stuck them on earlier than I should have done. There's only so much sweat that double-sided tape will cope with. And there's a lovely moment where you're literally willing your tassel to stay on as if the power of your mind could stop these little fuckers from coming off and they're flapping about like you just like they're talking to you you can see them and they're literally hanging on by a thread maybe by a nipple hair and <laughs> there's points on stage where you're like just make it to the end of the routine just to the end of the routine you do your reveal and you can't shimmy and you can't move you can't even breathe sometimes I'm just like just stay until I can put my arms down <laughs> and it was a whole summer full of that before I just gave in and started using glue and we got to the end of the show and I had to outro everybody on the stage and my tassels had gone by then and I'll frame this by saying I don't care about standing on stage with my nipples out particularly in a venue that doesn't care either there was no issue about that and I think my mum and dad were actually in which is probably why this time it happened stuck in my head and the outros for the show go on for about maybe two or three minutes so I'm just doing this stupid thing where I'm like uh thanks so much for coming covering my boobs and then deciding that 
that it's ridiculous that I'm covering so then I'm just showing them and then I'm like should I be standing here for four minutes with my tits out maybe I'll just cover them whilst I'm talking and then I'm like but this is ridiculous they've already seen my nipples why just put your arms down you stupid bitch go uncovering them and I literally covered and uncovered and covered and uncovered my chest for the whole of the end of the show whilst hysterically laughing about how ridiculous it was that I was having this meltdown so that is my shift to giving in and learning how to use mastics oh I actually don't remember that I remember you changing onto mastics I don't remember the exact thing with the talking nipples do you find that when they're falling off as well that you just do this weird shoulder lean you start like (laughs) leaning back and walking around the stage crotch first 100 100 like some terrible fossy dog <laughs> yeah my favorite time and then i really want to hear yours as well but i feel like my memory is so short term at the moment if i don't get this out whilst it's in my head it's going to completely vanish was doing ice queen at electric carousel which used to be the pagal and They, again, wouldn't have had an issue with nudity, but also your nipple tassels are part of your costume. Like, you create the end look. Sometimes they are a vital part of the message, depending on what kind of act you're doing. And Ice Queen, for anyone who hasn't seen it, is very floaty. It's to Edward Scissorhands music. There is no comedy in this routine whatsoever. It's beautiful and wafty and ethereal. And one of my tassels had just started to peel off and fall to the floor. And the whole room had seen it. Um, And so I couldn't really get by and they were it was quite a new to burlesque audience so they were um kind of like oh what tassel's falling off oh what's she gonna do about it so like I didn't care but they kind of did so I just so I was swooshing my isis wings that's probably gonna come up on costuming pet peeves but I love an isis wing swooshing my isis wing and oh she loves an isis wing oh I love an isis wing that that kept the boob that didn't have the tassel covered and then at one point I just swept them up sunk down to the floor with a look on my face to the audience that said yeah you know what I'm doing and I know what I'm doing and we're gonna find this funny together picked up the tassel in front of them stuck it onto my tit and opened the wings and we all had a good laugh on stage about it and that was a nice funny nice funny moment bonding over the nipple tassel oh and it's lovely and the thing is for me that's burlesque yeah that real true realism to a moment and the connection with the audience that's burlesque through and through for me Uh, especially because like people like oh but what do you do when your act goes wrong lean into it never ever steer away from it lean into it because it's a beautiful comedy moment that will never happen in that exact way again 100% it's beautiful and it's unique and you are going to have a relationship with that audience forever because of that so those mistakes sometimes you kind of want them to happen (laughs) oh yeah that's why yeah every burlesque act has to be different and all mistakes like you say have to be Mm. leaned into so yeah tell me about tell me about any funny stories you have I have, uh, I actually don't really have that many funny stories because I don't really remember them very much. It's because like, maybe because it's our relationship with our tassels and stuff that we've spoken about earlier in this episode. There's two things that have happened. They're both vanishing tassels. So Tate whacked off my bra without checking that they're there. Usually a burlesque dancer will kind of half check that they're on or give them a bit of a squeeze or a push before <laughs> we take our bra off and just like a double like okay cool <laughs> yep also we didn't even cover timing and tassels we didn't even begin to cover that as a gluing problem or multi-tassels in one night oh we must do that as a whole episode oh, to itself we must but like whack off my bra and i've only got one tassel but i can't see the other tassel anywhere only to find it on the back of my thigh when I come off stage (laughs) and it's just like this beautiful moment of like I'm so glad that happened and I hope that when I turn to walk off that the audience saw this tassel just swaying (laughs) on the back of my knee (laughs) no idea how that happened there's another one that's not tassels coming off it happens to me a lot when I've rushed my gluing and I've glued it on too late and the glue's too goopy and it's seeped out the side of the tassel. So the tassels themselves, the like actual tassels, not the pasty part, have stuck to the side of the tassel. Yeah. So that when you go to twirl, there's no twirling. You've just stuck them. (laughs) Well, mine are like curtain pole size tassels, just stuck them to my skin. So it just looks like I'm so sweaty and gross that my tassels have just stuck to my skin and that they're not flying in beautiful clockwork circles. That's pretty much it. I'm trying to think of any other ones. 
have you ever used something that wasn't a tassel as a tassel yes i have glued marabou cut from other parts of a costume straight onto my nipples uh when i've forgotten tassels i know of an artist who covered her nipples in glue and just dipped them into glitter because she's forgotten part of her tassels i've used bits of paper back in the day (laughs) for a color printer paper (laughs) and just sellotape them onto my tits listen 12 years ago you could get away with this shit Print a pair of tassels off and then just tape them to my boobs. Mm. I saw these nipple tassels yesterday that I got tagged in. Um, the Instagram's called uh, You Married a Witch, and I highly recommend you check out their work. But they've created completely transparent uh, pasties that have mm-hmm. covered in rhinestones, but the rhinestones have no backing, so they're just the glass. So Ooh. they're entirely transparent, but they are these beautiful, like jelly covering. It just it, it blurs you and makes you look shiny at the same time, which is kind of my perfect pasty, if I'm honest. Gorgeous. It's like a little bit of a fuck you, but still, still transparent, but still covered. That sounds lovely. Mm. On that note, have we have we sucked our nipple tassels dry? Have we sucked the teat of our intellect <laughs> sufficiently? We, I guess, should answer the question: tape versus glue. Oh, glue every time. I'm going to say glue because at the end of the day, it never fails, but my preference is tape. I'm so glad that we've done this for an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm so glad this is our life now. <laughs> it's Jinsel. Uh-uh. Oh, uh, God. It's Jinsel. Oh, uh-uh. God. Uh-uh. <laughs> uh, well, okay. Well, I feel like we've definitely accidentally came around like a political cornerstone, so that's nice. Well done. I mean, I feel like that's always going to happen. Yeah. I believe in us to turn the most frivolous topic into some discussion about politics or censorship. Yeah, no, definitely. I think it's, I think it's, well, it's a thing. Should we do some closers? Indeed. It's not burlesque unless you can pull a giant suitcase and a ball gown and heels. Oh, mine's really similar. It's not burlesque unless you can fix your suitcase with gaffer tape and a bean pole. Yes. Mm. 100%. It's not burlesque unless you've explained to somebody how to correctly pour glitter over themselves. <laughs> oh, oh, and also the type of glitter. I swear to God, if you use fine glitter again on stage, I'm going to find you and I'm going to make you skid across it on your own accord. Do not bring it onto our stage. I don't care. I don't want it. Oh, 100, 100 percent. I think if you're somebody who isn't from our industry and for whatever reasons you decide to listen to our podcast, we're one, very grateful, and two, I'm betting you right now, you are going to learn that we have very specific feelings about things that you would never have thought were important. This is one of them. Oh, oh my God. Wait until we talk about brands and makes of suitcases. Oh my God. That, yeah. (laughs) I'm down for that seven hour conversation. Yeah, whenever my non-friends, no, I'm non-friends, <laughs> my non-friends, <laughs> my non-burlesque friends, when I talk about suitcases to them, they're like, how do you know so much about suitcases? I'm like, how do you not? And also, why can't you drive your suitcase? Oh, I know. Oh, we'll do that. We'll do that another time. I, it actually makes me physically angry. It's so strange. Lolo Brown, I have a fantasy. That is that one day we'll be able to create a university of burlesque, some type of full, full-time full boarding situation where you just study burlesque for years. And suitcase obstacle courses are going to be one of the elements of the student's week, month. It's going to be a module. Oh, yeah. It's going to be an entire module. There is a driving test. It's not burlesque unless you can get through Piccadilly Circus with two suitcases in two minutes. (laughs) It's not burlesque unless you've learned the art of the passive-aggressive suitcase shove to clear the way through crowds in Leicester Square. (laughs) Uh, It's not burlesque even if the tiniest thing like a nipple tassel is highly political. (laughs) Yes. Anything that you'd like to plug? still doing aerobics every day at 5 30 it's a free class currently splitting donations with black minds matter that's a great charity do check out the lads page for celebrations of our fourth year anniversary over the month um lots of updates and fun things like that yeah that's it for me i haven't really got much going on what do you fancy plugging plugging 
Plugging. 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 Uh, I will plug on the House of Burlesque general Instagram at HAB Tempest Rose. You can find information on there about gin salts, about our reading of Akala's Natives, which we are doing every Monday to Thursday until we have read the whole book and saving them to the Instagram TV. So please check that out. Please check us out on Patreon patreon.com forward slash HAB Tempest Rose. We've got a few tiers for those of you who just want to support our work and hear our gossip. Those of you who want to do dance classes, which are open to all levels and listen to our weekly fuck that shit life mantras. And you'll also be explained uh, what fuck that shit stands for. And for those of you who want to learn burlesque skills at a professional level. So do check that out. Yeah, no, do check all that out. It's pretty awesome and amazing stuff. And don't forget to check out our Gin Salt Lives that we do every Thursday at 6pm, where you can have a lovely interaction with us as we decide what we're going to talk about the next day. So if there's things that you want us to discuss, for example, an hour and 40 minutes of glue, things like that are totally possible to do. So please do tune in for that. We'd love to hear your thoughts about previous episodes and how you have enjoyed them or not enjoyed them. That's absolutely fine too. Bring us your hate. Actually don't, we're tired. (laughs) And as always, a big huge thank you to Rich Newman for editing and producing this incredible podcast every time. They are very bizarre for wanting to do this, let alone continuing to do it. But thank you very much. You better make us rich. And also a huge thank you to Rosie Verbose for this wonderful music that was played in the last episode and is going to play as our outro for this one as well. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. So you want to be a showgirl, a star of cabaret. But the closure of the theatres leaves a hole in your heart and in your day. Well, here's two artists who miss burlesque gigs, performing and acting moronic. People who, when life gives them lemons, just slice them up for a gin and tonic. They put the mock in mocktail, the cock in cocktail. Let them show you how. It's gin salt with Tempest Rose and low, low brow. Give us your attention.